0: welcome to new type flash this is a podcast where every other week we come to you with gundam universal century in a more or less chronological order this week we are coming to you with gundam zeta episode 49 casualties of war this week we have with
1: us scotty p it's only two episodes to go until we get to see the literal tears of time (laughs) hello
2: I, I was just thinking. I don't know if any anyone listening has ever run something like a marathon or like a anything like that. But there's this point where you come around the corner and you can see the finish, but it's still like half a mile away. That's how I feel right now. It's getting good though. It's the it's the best half mile.
0: <laughs> I was I was about to say like you just don't get it. Your your soul is being dragged down by the gravity of Earth. It's being dragged down by gravity. <laughs> Although that that being said, I think that's been the
2: case since I was born. I just I, 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 being born on Earth, I just. I just
1: don't get it. I mean, you know, it's one thing for your soul to be weighed down by gravity, but your balls are also weighed down by gravity.
2: I think it's worse. I think it's worse yeah. over time.
1: But we've we've
0: flown a drone on another planet now, so I think we're, we're good. In, I mean, we haven't. Fuck you. <laughs> Why you gotta point out my shortcomings?
2: I mean, if your only shortcoming is I wasn't the one to drive the drone on Mars, like, you know, you're doing all right.
0: <laughs> so the AUK is under attack at grips Two uh, by access in the Titans. So they have, uh, the colony laser and now they've got, a uh, they, they've got to play a game of tag who keeps the colony laser this episode. Right. Um, I mean, they, they keep it for the rest of the show, but still, um, so the Argama is on its way to support the Radish. Um, and Char tells the crew to have the Mega Bazooka Launcher ready. Uh, and then he, he launches with it.
1: Um, yeah. There's a there's a part when they're showing the fleets that are besieging the Radish and the AUG. I just had to point this out. It's an angled shot of the Jupiter, So there's some major perspective going on. but And that's the only reason why this happens. But there is a shot where it looks a lot like Galvatron's spaceship from Transformers: The Movie, a lot like it. Not exactly, and it's only because of the perspective.
0: Well, but, I yeah. mean, so they do say. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if it was in the show or not. But I was when I watched the movie. They said like the Jupiter is a mobile city. So think of it like Axis in a spaceship, maybe.
1: But they don't really ever
0: go into it that much.
1: Yeah. And well, I'm glad they also clarify in the third movie that um, guess Cyclonus is actually Skywarp. And then they get into where the armada stays on the Jupiters. And it's all, I was like, man, thank you for finally clarifying that, settling that for us. Anyway, that is not a thing that actually happens. The other uh, preface I wanted to put on this episode this is February 20th of 0088. Um, Episode 47 happened on. February second. There's no date for 48, which is oh, the Rosamia stuff. So three week difference there. Eight, yeah. So uh, 18 days. So yeah, two and a half weeks since they've taken. Was that what 47 was? They took the colony laser. Yeah, that, yeah, something like that slap bass jam that's all i see on my notes because it was on capitals anyway
0: the the only the only thing i i want to bring up that i th- i just thought it was weird um and i I'm, I'm gonna try not to bring up every difference in the movie was like when char launched on the the movie with the mega bazooka launcher he was fucking writing it when he launched from the Argama. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in the show, he's not launching on it. So I just I just well, thought. Him, like was
2: like a pony, man. I
1: love yeah, it. Yeah. He was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say the movie does a better job of making it very clear at this point that he is the leader of the AUG. He is in charge and he is acting that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he's riding
0: that fucking mega bazooka launcher.
2: Fun, fun fact about, and I haven't looked into this, so I might be wrong, but fun fact I think we only ever see the mega bazooka launcher one other time in the animated form outside of this i think in unicorn
1: oh i I think it's twice earlier in zeta
2: well Well, i mean like outside zeta we only ever see it one other time Mm. Mm. yeah it pops up in unicorn i think it was one of the jagan pilots uh jagan 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 we're gonna go with jagan one of the jagan pilots shoots one
0: Mega Bazooka hyper particle launcher. Uh, so Kotz wants the Titans and Axis to fight each other. He's basically saying, like, no, let them go and kill each other. We'll just hang out back here. Um, and Camille's like, grow up, Kotz. You suck. Uh, and Emma tells them to to focus or die, basically. Um, everybody's always like, with Kotz. I mean, inclu- I feel like including the viewer. Um, and his, his adopted father is like, they don't really care if Cots dies. They just want him to do he, something.
2: He's like, when you have to bring your little brother out to whatever you're doing with your friends and like, you have to take him, and your, or your mom will like beat you.
0: Yeah. God, no one wants him there. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the, like the best, it's like, a if you're playing a sport and you have to grab someone off the bench and you know, there's, they're just not very good, but you need a warm body to go and do something. And, and oh, all you can really say is just don't fuck up.
0: Well, I know Kots is even more aggressive. He's like the guy that's like he's he's standing up, he's like on on the field or on the basketball court, and they're like, No, you no, we didn't tell you to no. Oh, god damn it, somebody sit down. We can't have six people on the court.
1: Twelfth <laughs> man on the field. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So Emma tells them to focus or die, and this is at the point where we hope you didn't watch the last thirty seconds of episode forty-eight for the preview because you know he's not going to focus, and you know he's going to die. <laughs> did
2: they air those previews in like, the original airing, or is that something yeah. they added
0: later? No, they they definitely aired. Holy shit! I mean, that was a thing that they did in this in the eighties and like early like, 90s. ruin the show. Yeah, they would do a preview, but like I feel like Zeta in a lot of cases is more egregious than a lot of other shows.
1: I really just think they count on people missing episodes. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. You know, this is not something that's going to be going straight to Blu-ray when it's done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think, think about it, though. If you watched a TV show, even in the 90s, it was a decent chunk of time before that thing was out on tape. And even then they might not even release, like I'm thinking of, uh, I'm going to get this wrong because I bet somebody is going to listen to this. That knows better, but I'm just thinking about power Rangers where like maybe a few months later you could get the first few episodes, but like they didn't put all of those out on tape.
0: And, And you, you were lucky to like, I mean, I guess they would like air the same season once or twice after it originally aired in a row. Um, Yeah, But yeah, I mean, and the more episodes they got, the less likely you got to see those same episodes again. Mm -hmm. And DVRs really weren't a thing. Even, like, tape-based DVRs weren't a thing until, like, the late 90s. I don't
2: think I I had a DVR until, like, 2005.
1: I mean, it was easy to program a VCR. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But But you had to fight, like, with your family for the tapes. Like you only had so many tapes in the house, right? And everybody's wanting to record over everybody's stuff. Like it wasn't like you had the spool of CDs, you know, you just go through and put on whatever and keep them forever. Those blank tapes, man, they were at a premium. It was like, I'm going to keep this one for this. Like everybody in the house kind of had their own tape. And then there were a couple that everybody fought over that would just get flexed around. (sighs) So speaking of uh,
0: shitty situations, Jared is back after a few episodes of being gone. Uh, and he's been waiting.
2: for Camille. He just like yeeted right in out of nowhere. Like Camille launches, and it's just like I've got you now. <laughs> and I'm like what the
0: hell? Yeah, it's like Jer- Jared. Ah, that's right. He's a he's thing. just
2: like 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 floating outside of the ship, basically.
0: Jared has been like Doctor Claw for like the whole series, and then he just like stopped for a while, and now it's like I'm back, Camille. It's like ah, uh, Camino's like Oh yeah,
1: I-, I got this guy that I've been using. I need to like bring him back for a little to, bit to be fair i think in this episode someone probably poked somebody and said hey uh you know jared is still around right and went oh oh shit okay <laughs> tamino, you you ah, haven't
0: killed jared yet you've killed so many other people but
1: one thing i do think we should note here is that i think tamino stopped actually writing these episodes a while back from where we are at <laughs> Probably right, because he's the director and the sequel for this is airing in a couple of weeks he's busy yeah well and he's probably planning uh char's counterattack at the same
0: time I don't know the chronology for that stuff but I would imagine I imagine he got a big chunk of money and was like all right you're gonna do a movie and a series <laughs> do it yeah, um the timeline but yeah so yazan is back too. Uh, I don't know if he's quite upgraded his shirt to be like I don't know if we can see his nipples yet um, but he's, he's back uh, and he's creeping on Emma um, he, he tries to electrocute her because that's like Yazan's thing apparently um, he's done that several times now on the show uh, but we learned the Mark II's electrical systems have been upgraded so uh, you can't shock the shit out of it anymore
1: yeah, well, they're, I mean, they are trying to disable it and then like draw and quarter it. Yeah. But they yeah. aren't able to disable it. And then Kotz flies in and I think he cuts one of the sea serpents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Camille senses a problem with Kotz and Emma and just like, it's like, "Ah, eh, see you later, Jared, and like turns around and leaves him. And Jared's like, wait, no, I'll get you again next time, Gadget. Um, and he, chases after him. So uh, Kotz and Emma uh, dock up to, to fight Yazan and then uh, uh, Kotz's little uh, core fighter shoots out after she, I don't, I don't know what, what is the term for the G like the G defensor and the, the Mark twos, I don't know, Mark two full burner in
1: the (laughs) Oh, oh, you mean the the soup, the super Gundam. It's called Super Gundam. It literally, Super Gundam, the combined. Yeah, I thought you were asking about the core fighter for the G Defensor, which I don't think is actually called a core fighter. But that's all I ever write down. We'll just call it's it core fighter.
2: It's <laughs> called docking lane when one of them goes inside of the other one.
0: Tell me more about docking.
2: <laughs> I think you know. I think you know.
1: Yeah. Got to set the mood. Um, <laughs> you have to. If Yazan is behind you, at you have this to turn point, around. You have to be careful because as you're slowing down to Doc, he may run into you from behind.
2: <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's true. Uh,
1: it almost happens. It almost happens in that scene. But um, anyway. But instead, Emma kills Ramses. Well, yeah. And it, that's what happens. And also, Kotz is trying to go she's defending cots because he's keeps flying around the core fighter i'm still gonna fight in this little box with a, a that's like a machine it's literally
2: go. just like the head of the sh- it's like a cockpit flying around oh, with like man. a little wing on it
1: he's I on imagine- the he, he's on the boss level of uh, like a shmup and he had all the upgrades and stuff and he just lost a life and he's back down to the little basic thing it's, where you'd like go in little your, mario You'd just go and, like, reload your save or something. But he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. Oh, dude, no, bad idea. But, yeah, uh, Emma at that point just kind of smokes Ramses, and uh, that makes Yazan kind of mad.
0: Yeah, well, just go back to the core fighter really quick. I imagine, like, if you had the gunpla for that, and, like, you were doing the morphing thing, and you probably have this little piece that is the core fighter, and you you transformed it and merged it with the Mark II once in your life. And you lost that little piece. And you were just like, well, Mark II is forever merged with <laughs>
1: with this. Yeah, I had that kit once. And I, I ended up selling it because I built the, the 2.0 of the Mark II. And the kit I had for Super Gundam was 1.0 Mark II. And I was like, well, they'll make another G <laughs> Defensor at some point. I'm not sure they ever did. Probably not. I'm sure they'll eventually do it again. I'm not too concerned. Yeah.
0: Um, So yeah, Kotz, uh, after Yazan gets angry, Kotz flies into a meteor and uh, Yazan shoots at him. And uh, Kotz's face mask just kind of shatters. uh, And it's like, ah, this is, this is bad news for you, Kotz. And he starts hearing uh, Sarah talk to him and like comfort him and, Uh, She cuddles him in death.
1: Yeah, so kot's here, everyone has been telling him, focus and don't screw up. He doesn't focus, which causes him to screw up. He is so cocky about dodging some of Yazan's shots that he looks back at him to say something that Yazan can't even hear and doesn't see a little meteorite in front of him. Yeah and it's way too late to get out of there. So he ends up, as he said, kind of crashing into it, Starts spinning out of control. Um, you know, Sarah Dilly really says, uh, Hey, I'm glad that I met you. And then the next thing that you have is basically everybody that knew Cots, N- not just the new types, like essentially anybody mm-hmm. sort of senses his presence. Um,
0: the real question is, there is is it a sense of joy that they feel, or because I know
1: I feel joy?
2: It's not joy. It's more like a like a sad relief. <laughs>
1: it's a disturbance in the force, right? Like, yeah, it's, it, very ambiguous thing <sighs> happens anyway. Or oh, no! Right? no I mean,
0: I felt the disturbance in the force.
1: You might need to go number two, but uh, <laughs> but. They play kind of a different... It's a little bit of a different death, right? A lot of the cues for other characters. He has some, a lot of the same ones, like the visor breaking and stuff like right, that. Right, right. But this one's kind of dragged out a bit.
0: Yeah, um, it's definitely... Uh, we're definitely made to feel like it's more important than many other characters.
2: It's a white-based white crew person. Yeah. So, I wonder if it was that or if they felt like there was some genuinely more compelling reason to feel that way about cops. Like, like I never really got the sense that he was that important. Other than he's just like,
0: he was constantly in the show and he was constantly doing stupid shit. Um, I, I wonder if at the time, like they felt like he was supposed to be like a character. People like had some emotional attachment to or something.
2: Maybe the fact that he was like barely just a kid or he was a kid in the original series. And so we had like a little bit of attachment to him from that. And Maybe. he's like super immature and they're like playing up how immature he is. So it's supposed to be more impactful when he dies. But like, boy, who cried wolf. He was a little too, a little too frustrating.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the general idea here is to show young people getting caught up in a conflict that is ultimately, but partly, this is an overarching theme in Gundam, right? And especially in the next series we're going to get into young people that are caught up in conflicts that are ultimately caused by people twice their age or much older. Right. And they're just sort of pawns in the game, but they can get caught up in it because of that emotional immaturity, because of the emotions of being a teenager, right? Everything is freaking important when you are a teenager in puberty, everything is a big deal. And there's an innocence to that. And so they're just it just goes along with the overall idea that war is hell, and some character that is ultimately a I think relatable teenager, not in the ways that you like to remember yourself, but in the ways where you go, Oh yeah, I was a shit. That's Kotz. And he's doing things that if you're not in a war, right? We mentioned sports. If he was playing a sport and did this, like what's the consequence? You lose the game. Well, we're in Gundam and war is hell. So he's doing these teenager things and now he's dead. He he's flying out of control. And what eventually happens, he ends up hitting a wrecked cruiser. That thing blows up. And uh, if you're keeping a death count for this episode, now we're on two. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: And, and I will say the, the movie makes his, the way they deploy his character in the movie is it's more impactful when he dies. I feel like, but yeah. Um, so Emma goes super saiyan and just starts going going it all out on Yazan's group. Um, she doesn't kill Yazan, but she she definitely puts him on the defensive. Um,
1: now she does graze Dunkel's Humbravi and it puts him out of action uh, yeah. his fate is ultimately left ambiguous yeah but so, yep.
0: yeah so space Cotts's ghost of new tightness is is warning her about uh watching out for yazan but she still gets snuck up on and damaged so even in death Cotts doesn't really help her out that much um so uh hinken commands or hinken's command staff in in the uh radish decides to save emma they're like ah oh, go ahead we're going to take a lot of damage but go forth and 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 save her and um maybe if we survive
1: this captain hinken will uh get laid uh yeah well what you what you have here so when dunkel gets hit and yazon flies behind a rock emma goes and blows it up takes out a couple bars amps, so she's thinking kind of safe but then that's when yazon sneaks up behind her and kotz has to warn her of it now it keeps her from being totally destroyed but he completely blows up the g defenser. and when that happens emma screams and then hankin senses that yeah and that's when but now that this is a a scene where the it's funny because the crew is the one going yeah we got to go and save her and and hankin's knowing like he wants to do it but he doesn't want to issue the order well, he knows this is. Uh, what did I write down? Um, he knows. He says no at first, and the implication is that it is tactically a really stupid move for them.
0: Yeah, because he's basically just putting himself. He's essentially he's putting himself between her and the mobile suits. And uh, I mean, I think the show that does the best job of showing this is actually um, Origin. Like mobile suits versus uh, ships is like not even a contest um they don't show this as much in like any of the original series but yeah definitely origin it's just like one one zaku can just like rip through an armada of ships almost um so yeah he he puts himself between uh yazan and emma um and the radish is exposed takes tons and tons of damage And this enables Yazan to be able to take out the radish uh, as he's like, just, he's over the moon about this. He is so happy to be able to do
1: this. Yep. It's funny you mentioned that. My exact note, I'm going to read it. Yazan provides a demonstration of why mobile suits are a major problem for space cruisers as he easily avoids their anti-air, strafes it, which blows up the bridge
0: yeah yep back to jared he's still in the show (laughs) he says you won't escape me this time camille yep because camille shows up too late yep uh and we we get a shot of hinken being sucked out of a hole in the ship and you got to know like if you know anything about like space physics this is probably like the worst thing that could
1: ever happen to you
0: like Hank is like his body is being forced through a small hole. The end.
1: <laughs> you know that thing they show in Marvel movies where people get thrown out of spaceships and they start to freeze and they're going to be fine as long as you get them back in soon enough. That is complete bullshit. <laughs> so I think, I think that is not complete bullshit. It's the
0: the problem here. Like I think they're kind of accurate in this, in, in the fact that he's got, pressure escaping from the ship. So like if he were, if if he were to just like straight up go out in space, he would freeze to death, right? In the vacuum of space. If
2: you
1: tried to breathe, your lungs would be ripped open yes. from the force oh. of the vacuum of space. That's why that's complete bullshit in the Marvel movies. Like Oh yeah, point, that part is bullshit. It's like it's like drowning, right? At some point you run out of air and you're even though you might be willing yourself to not breathe in, you're going to do it. You're going to swallow a bunch of water. Yeah, right. I
0: think that I think the like the running idea or the, the the science is if you're like shut out shot out into space like in a vacuum and you don't have like a spacesuit, you're okay for a, a little bit as long as you are exhaling. The instant you stop exhaling, you have problems. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Hankin's getting sucked out of the ship, he dies. Um <laughs> Camille- but, well, the,
1: the point of this scene though is that they are like you know the radish is fucked. Yeah. But what they're showing you is that the whole reason that they did this was that they were trying to save Emma. And it show it gives you Henkin seeing that the Mark II is all right on a monitor. So that at least like, yeah, they're all going out, but Henkin is going to die with a degree of happiness, surely some regret, but at least he knows at that moment, he's accomplished what he set out to do. Well, he's got his sperm saved on earth. So,
0: or was that Emma's eggs? I can't remember. I don't remember this episode. Huh? There was, there was, there, there was, there an episode, uh, it was, it was one of the earlier ones where he was like flirting with her and he's like asking her on a date and he was like, Hey, you know, I've got my, uh, I think he either. He said, I think he said he's got his, uh, his seed saved on earth or something like that. Um,
1: yeah, that's where Kiriyama comes from. Yeah. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Camille flips out and, um, shoots, uh, Jared's bound dock blows him into
2: the, um, I I had a note about their exchange here. Okay. So Jared said, uh, blames Camille and says that like, you're the reason that I'm doing this. Um, and I haven't killed nearly as many people as you. And then he says, uh, Camille's like, I'm not a murderer. And then immediately murders Jared.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, he's like, I haven't killed as many people as you have Camille. I'm going to kill you. And then Jared. Oh, right? I thought it was really <laughs> interesting though, but
2: like the, 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 it was funny, but the really interesting point was how he points out. he's like the whole reason that I'm doing this is because of you. And I have not killed nearly as many people as you. I'm not as bad as you.
0: This whole rivalry started out because Jared said Camille had a girl's name and it escalated into Camille punching him. And then Jared killing his parents
1: yeah yeah um so the other interesting part though here is right before the bound dock explodes you don't actually get like jared doesn't even get to get his last words out yeah he is cut off mid-sentence you don't know what he's going to say he said camille you are my you don't know if he's gonna say waifu for life you don't know if he's gonna say you are my poke rival uh, you don't know if he's gonna say um, uh, you are my brother from another mother you
0: you're my know. son
1: right I, I am your father no he's not gonna say I'm your father because unless it's like another part of the sentence that he didn't get out but yeah um, the the thing that I can't quite tell here is was the radish exploding and this gets caught up in it or is the bound dock like lighting a match on top of gasoline when it gets flown over there and blows up and then it causes the radish to blow up ultimately in the story it doesn't matter yeah.
0: right I, I saw it as the the radish was blowing up and he just basically got thrown into the explosion
2: you know i kind of saw it i kind of it kind of read the opposite to me i i kind of saw it like match on the gasoline like, like scotty said mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's it's not animated well enough to, like, really get a solid, like, this is exactly what happened. But again,
1: for the story, guess what? It don't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they both, like, everybody in the rash was probably already dead or on the way to it very yep. quickly. Anyway, Jared was, that bound was wounded and on the way to those giant engines and was going to get blown up. Anyway, right. Um So yeah, maybe. And what does Camille tell uh, us? Everyone is dying. Exactly. He is a sage. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's looking on though. He's got a look. I mean, he's like, oh sh, oh shit. Yeah, the
0: like the 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 switch has been flipping in this episode for Camille, but it's definitely like. It's, it's like full on
1: switched at this point. Yeah and he's starting to do the just shooting wildly to into yep. the nowhere saying that how this isn't satisfying <sighs> who on earth could possibly be happy about doing this and I'm pretty sure though that they recycle the cell of the Zeta when he does this on the moon when Sarah escapes <laughs> Probably
0: <laughs> and, and so it's but, also like probably half recycled from the original series when uh, Amros firing up without his head
1: no uh, no that's no no i don't think so but i mean like the dialogue inspired. Hits, the dialogue hits but the animation doesn't really hit yeah either. um so now we got to catch up with uh Scirocco. yeah yeah he says people yeah. are fighting with too much emotion
0: too much you guys are killing each other and you're just feeling things and that's not appropriate
1: <laughs> yeah he's like they need to be read. Wow, they need to be led by someone like you, Rekua. <laughs> come on, come on, girl. Let's go fight.
0: Yeah, he says. <laughs> yeah, he says, Rekua, you will make people change, and you will lead the world, and we will fight together. It's weird. Like Serako's full like character arc has always been. He's always said from the beginning, like he feels like a woman will like lead the world into like a new era, and he just like randomly he's like Reco, you're it.
2: So, he's, so you're saying he was an early feminist?
0: Uh I mean, he he's a feminist in the way no, that like not. those pickup artists are a feminist, right? Like,
2: no, <laughs> I
1: uh, bet he wrote some of those books. It's gotta he be a Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so Camille meets up with Emma, who is basically catatonic at this point, um, because she witnessed the uh radish blowing up. Um, and Camille shakes her and says they need to get revenge on Yazan. And um, he like randomly opens his face mask and like he keeps talking and like Emma like turns like immediately shuts it and I is keep- like, what the fuck?
2: I, I so I didn't really get, and maybe Scotty has like like the, the, the deeper thought behind this, but he like did it because he's like, you got like like you really got to focus, like like pay attention, like he whips open his thing. I'm like, she was looking dead at you, dog. Like, what <laughs> are you like, what are you going for here?
0: And the and the movie doesn't even do uh, do it any better
1: because in the movie he's like, ah, oh, sorry, I uh passed out for a second. So Camille is, and you you kind of see it in that last scene a little bit. But Camille has been sort of worn down for several episodes now. And something about this battle as it goes on, he's he's in such a fit of emotion at this point from what's happened to the radish and what's happened to cots that he's kind of just losing it. He, he kind of, yeah, he's, he's breaking a little bit. I don't think there's a super deep read here in, in, in my opinion, I think he's just kind of losing it and he's I, I'm going to get too much into episode 50 in like the very end. If I go much more on this, but it, it's um, I'll just say it's a little bit of foreshadowing. I don't think anybody's like listening to this show and watching along and seen the last episode, but just in case it, I think this is a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, it definitely is because they've got this, like they had this habit of getting out of their suits and talking to each other on rocks. In, in the middle of these battles. Now I know it's in space and, and distance is relative and, and all that, but man, it's kind of a stupid move already. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, ultimately what it does is it does kind of snap Emma back to, yep. but I don't think he was trying to do that.
0: No, he, he just seemed like he was talking and he was just like getting into it. And he was like, I don't know. It's like you're, you're getting in like an intense argument. And then like, the only thing I have to compare is just like, he, and he he just, like, opens his mask and is like, that's all, folks? Like, you know, just like some stupid quote. Like, I mean, he's talking normally, but it was just, like, out of left field almost.
1: Yeah, it's – he's just saying, hey, we got to go after this guy. And he's shaking her. He's like, People like him, and he's talking about Yazan. will make it difficult to live in space. And then he – dude, whoa, whoa, calm down. What are you doing? You're – whoa now. So – I think that's really all that is, but it is a like what the it, it just yeah. gives you that first like what the hell is up with this dude kind of vibe going on. Um, so then we got to cut to uh, Fa, make sure that we know about uh, about that. And so Fa sees the Z in the Mark II. Mathis is going to help the Mark II because it's been beat up pretty good. The left arm's gone at this point. G Defensor's blown up. Um, so everybody's back in their suits. Camille flies off, and those two uh, go off on their own and that's when uh they head back to the argoma and yeah
0: yeah so emma gets back on the argoma and is like fix this shit up asap so i can get back out and fight in this battle uh i think you mentioned that the mega bazooka launcher was sent out again um so haman sends out uh, a bunch of mobile suits to take out the Jupiter's. um and then in the middle of this, like, sortie, uh, the Mega Bazooka Launcher beam takes out just uh, a ton of suits. And it's like, it's a char.
1: It's he is announcing himself by murdering <laughs> dozens <laughs> yeah. of people. Yo, I'm here. Just What's up, me, like and 50 my, people. me and my tag team partner came money in the Zeta.
0: so camille um engages with rekoa and grapples her um in this battle but yazan tries to attack them both and then uh we flash over to sharon haman and sirocco going at it so we have uh two awkward three ways going on in space at this point
2: Did, I, did we did we mention this in a previous episode Shiroo's mobile suit what it's called? Did we talk about
0: that? <laughs> we, we we mentioned the name but we didn't talk about it.
2: Big O So
1: listen so the O the first the first time I heard that name and knowing just this is my first watch of Zeta back in where goddamn 16 years ago whenever that was hearing that name and and knowing even the briefest little bit about Scirocco that I picked up at that point in my first watch of it forever ago, you kind of get everything you need to know. And it looks like a big nut. It's called the O.
2: It's called the O. (laughs) And it's big.
1: Listen, all (laughs) credit to our friends at Mobile Suit Breakdown. They produce an excellent podcast, probably better than ours. Uh, But the long thing they go into about the O and all this stuff Eh. You know what? You know what this is. This is Chiraco made a mobile suit that he's basically like. This is my dick, and it's gonna fix everything for you. <laughs> so I, so
0: I will say. So w- when you see the 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 mobile suit artists or the 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 drawings of the O, the Palace Athene, and whatever fucking Sarah has. Um in the show is really terrible and the O never really looks good even in the movie but i will say like the the art of the palace athene in the movie is fucking fantastic and actually makes me want to own that kit right but in the in the show it looks like dumb <laughs> and I mean, the O yeah, looks yeah. worse
1: <laughs> I mean, the palace athene is a complicated design so, uh, yeah, they were going to have trouble making that look good. The O it has this, and maybe it just ended it up inspiring gots. things. It looks like a generic it video
0: game It looks like Gato, Gato from Chrono Trigger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <we're good. laughs> uh, it's
1: a fucking green Gato from T- Chrono Trigger. I really think it's the, the colors. It's just a pale yellow. I think if oh, this yeah, was... Yeah. And I think that's probably because the Hayakushiki has the gold thing going on, but I feel like gold might help it, right? Or or something to even break up the pale yellow. I think that's the that might be what, what hurts it. I mean, other than that, it also is kind of like like a garbage can a little bit. Yeah. Because it's just chonky. But <laughs> it's terrible. It,
2: I'm looking at I'm looking at the gun for it. And almost every single kit has that kind of like it's like someone ate a highlighter, but then had to vomit afterwards.
1: Look, the, one of the probably the biggest reason I don't have that Master Grade because I have most of the main suits from Zeta now as Master Grade, most of them that are actually made. Um I don't have that one because even the Master Grade, like you got to paint that thing for it to look good. Like otherwise, you have just like a big block of. Pale yellow. I'm surprised they have a master crate of it, to be honest. It is big. It's big. That's a big kit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at some of the big, uh, some some of the like custom ones that people have done where they've done like really high end paint jobs on them and they're really nice. But if you look at just a, a, like a snap fit, it does not.
1: Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, getting back to the action. Uh, so the Mega Bazooka launcher will note it's finally done something. Because when it's been used previously, he tends to miss.
2: He hit, so, he hit
1: the Jupiter's once or twice,
0: didn't he? In that one episode. Yeah, but he didn't do much. But I mean, he at least—I think he took out one of like the launching decks.
1: But he was going for okay. I think that might be the one time he hit is when he hit a launch deck. But yeah. I mean, he missed—he missed the bridge at some point. Yep. He missed Scirocco yep. way back in episode. 12 or eight or whatever that was way early on. So he finally takes out a bunch of dudes with it. And then Amon goes, and now blows up with the funnels.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it had its moment of glory. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Yazan tells Reco to team up with him to take out uh, Camille and uh, stuns Camille with his, his shock wrist uh thingies i don't even know what they're called but it's it's like a grappling hook that like shocks the mobile suits that we've seen a handful of times with uh Yazan. Um and uh as as he's uh demobilized, or as he's immobilized uh Camille Emma comes in to save the day uh Emma tells Rekoa that Kotz and Henken are dead um and Emma or Rekoa, seems like kind of shocked she's like oh That was what I felt. Kind of like what Scotty had mentioned earlier. Um, And then, like, she's, like, kind of, like, coming around, like, oh, man, this that sucks. Like, what's going on? This is terrible. And then Emma's,
1: like, and nobody's going to cry for you when you die, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, they keep trash talking after that, but they didn't need to. (laughs) Yeah. Like their trash talk after that honestly sucks. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not even good.
0: Rekua is like, you're my enemy because, or uh, Re- uh, Emma says that Rekua is her enemy because Rekua is a woman, and like my my only note is all right. So it's my note for this after the the shit talking is Rekua is eni- R- Emma's enemy because Rekua is a woman. More stupid shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have Rekua blows up sled. They have dumb trash talk.
0: Yeah. Um, So Camille tries to stop Emo and Rekkoa using his New type magic um, But they stab each other um, And we learn that Men just try to use And take advantage of women Um, And then Rekkoa Blows up And Yazan finishes off the suit
1: Yeah So So when Rekoa blows up She says Men are trash. That's no, not what she says, but it's the idea. Yeah, we get it. We got it. Okay. Blow up now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So.
0: I mean, Requa, Requa does not make sense to me in this show. Um, She makes less sense in the
1: movie, but she makes
0: no sense to me in
1: the show. Well, Requa is a foil character. She's a foil for Emma.
0: Yeah. It, I, I this goes back to, I think we've said a number of times throughout this series and other series, Tamino just does not know how to design a good female character. And this is like, this is, Reco is a prime example of that. Like she started out like as a compelling character that was like skilled. She could fight in a mobile suit. She could be a spy. Um, you know, she had a love interest in Char, but then it was like, as soon as like, she didn't feel like the, the return and love that, that Char gave her, then she was off to like bang Scirocco and be his like female harem sex slave or whatever. And then it's like, it's men, it's all men's fault. No, Rekola, you're just a fucking shitty character that your motivation isn't clear. And, like, you suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, she I mean,
0: she started off with so much promise as a character. I I felt like right, like she yeah, reminded I, me of Selah Moss in the in the Gundam novels.
1: I, I think what you have here is, uh, I, I don't know how relevant this was to 1980. Uh, when was this made? Seven, uh, eight six, I forget the year six, but I don't know how relevant this was to that, but you just have to look at the kind of story that's being told with Requa, right? It's basically here is someone that you would put in the general archetype of strong woman character (laughs) that then completely falls from that pedestal because she's been used by a man. And that's ultimately her character arc. And I think in, especially in 2021, is that a worthwhile story? Nah, not really. And I think that's why we watch this now and go Requa uh, Just whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, her story definitely does not serve the, the test of time. Uh, she starts out again. She starts out as probably one of the strongest characters in the show. Um, and just devolves in the second half
1: of the series. Yeah. So. Anyway, once it blows up, Emma repeats her really super smart move from earlier in the episode. Gets out of the Mark (laughs) too. And this is when Yazan blows up what's left of the palace Athena because he's fighting the Zeta. So Emma's like doing great. She's been saved. She just took out one of the Jupiter forces main uh, Titans at this point one of their main uh, mobile suits with the palace Athene and in her victory, she decides to get out of her mobile suit and gets hit by space debris.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah. Camille starts raging um, and just starts having like these new type, like, I don't know, super Saiyan magical powers
1: yeah. So what, what happens here? He is yelling at Yazan, says, How dare you enjoy this? Activates the biosensor, and which for plot purposes right now means the Zeta gets to glow pink and be impervious to beam attacks. Yep. Yep. So he has this anti beam shield, and uh,
0: Yazan is basically unable to do any damage to him. Uh, and he Yazan begins to flee uh, Camille. And Camille says Yazan is an animal in human form, and he doesn't deserve to live. Um, And then like, this part's kind of weird too. Camille has like a beam coming out of the center of his head, um, and he uses that beam to effectively cut Yazan in half. Now I'm sure he does it with his suit, but like the implication is like the beam comes down from Camille's head, and at the same time, he's also cutting Yazan's suit in half and Yazan is now dead. Um, is Yazan we, dead? Well, no, sorry, Yazan is not dead. Uh, if you watch very carefully, uh, at the very last second, his, he, he ejects from his suit. Uh, they make it more explicit in the movies, but you see a little pod floating out from, from his suit. I think um, it's the same. I actually think it's the same shot. I mean, it it, it, it is the same shot, but you actually yeah. you get an
1: additional set of animation in the movie. Ah Okay. Well, so the thing with Camille when he takes him out, this is invoking the concept of the third eye. It's like the chakra thing, mm-hmm. and he's using his super new type powers and biosensor to basically like he's he's able to defeat Yazon at this moment because he is using his new type awareness to like see beyond and he's he's, about to turn this into MHA. He's going to go beyond. Right. And and now he's going to blow up Yazan. Um, And he does. And yeah, we see Yazan's uh, little pod in that Humbrabi eject. And then Camille goes and picks up Emma, injured Emma in Zeta's hand. They fly into some shipwreckage and that is the end of this episode.
0: See you in a few episodes, uh, Yazan. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's the end. Yeah, Camille grabs Emma and returns or goes to a ship. Um, Kotz, Jared, Rekwa, Yazan, Hankin, Emma, and everybody in the radish are dead now.
1: Including Pompadour and Sunglasses guy. And Ramses. Yeah, and Ramses. Yeah, Ramses, Kotz, Senkin, Radish Crew, Pompadour, Sunglasses Guy, Jared, Requa, and Yazan's sanity because of oxygen uh, is deprivation. Emma's technically alive right now. Yeah. Um, Yazan's sanity I put down as a death, but I put him as MIA, his actual yeah. self. Yeah,
0: he, um, he is presumed dead in this episode, but he's not
1: dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, look, an, an escape capsule is a fine thing. If you get retrieved relatively quickly, he does yeah. Uh, MIA also is Dunkle. Not that anyone was really keeping track, but so yeah, your minus really go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven characters and a ship.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got one more episode of Zeta. We're not covering episode 50 in this episode, guys. We're 49 minutes. We, we took more time than the episode took, of course. <laughs> this is a hefty.
2: <laughs> This is a hefty episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they pack a lot into these last several episodes.
2: It was a good episode, though. Like, a really good one. Like, peak peak of the series for me. Yeah. Least.
0: I think we said maybe... not. Uh, yeah, roughly 10 episodes ago. This is the part of Zeta where it starts to drag. This is not the part of Zeta where it starts to drag anymore. This is, like, full-on... Are you paying attention? Are you watching people die left and right? Are you seeing, like... <laughs> the cool space
2: battles Kill it, them all to me now
1: at work it, it's around i want to say 43 that you only got a couple of stinkers after that
2: yeah yeah
0: my my only like complaints about these later issues are some of like my generic complaints with some of the gundam series when like they start to wrap up and um they don't have very effective ways of like communicating things and they just like go into like random, like un- seemingly like unconnected rants, like, Oh, all men are bastards and like, or use women. And this is why like the world is, you know, ruined. Like those kind of weird rants turn me off at some points, but like the overarching like show is still like fantastic at this point.
2: I agree. I agree. I think it's, I think it's, it's fan- fantastic in these last like handful of episodes.
0: All right. You guys got anything else? All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for watching. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at new Type Flashpod. Give us some Feedback on our uh, Mobile Suit Gundam subreddit post, and uh, we'll see you next time. We're almost at the end of Zeta. Bye.